Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt. Starts now. This is the broadcast for October the 7th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth and you also know that we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions at our fingertips normally ladies and gentlemen we do the uh, recap of the previous day's show we've got too much on our plate today to get that done we pushed brian rust back a little bit honest money report will be here at 7 30 uh, mountain time 9 30 eastern but now we got an incredible guest a speaker at the Liberty Conference 2021. When is the Liberty Conference? It's in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Salt Palace. It's Friday and Saturday, October 22nd and 23rd, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's uh, on a special deal right now. You get 50 bucks off if you use the promo code LIBERTY. Where do you go to sign up and to get your tickets? WeCanAct.net. WeConnect.net, incredible conference going on around the country, and it's hitting Salt Lake City with a ton of great speakers. First on the dock, Jason Cisneros. He's an entrepreneur, a speaker, a philanthropist. He's a mentor. He's a warrior fighting against human trafficking, domestic violencing, and more. He says, I'm building an army to ease suffering. Amen to that, and welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for having me, Sam. Really appreciate it. All right. Give me a 30-second on your entrepreneurial and who you are before we get into the real topic of human trafficking that's sad but must be discussed, sir. Absolutely. So long story short, you know, your listeners, everybody's got their own journey in life. Um, I was able to be blessed. I came out of a, of a family of, of domestic violence. My adopted father went to prison for attempted murder of me and my, my, uh, my mom when I was 17. And great mentors stepped into my life, um, helped turn my life around, point my energy uh, in a really great direction. Um, in this great country of ours, it was afforded me the opportunity to be able to work hard, read, uh, educate myself, and, uh, and improve. And, uh, and, and I built some businesses and was able to free myself uh, because of the independent access to capital that this the administration is trying to crush to create dependence on the government, right? And, um, and I was able to do that. And about back in 2019, I was able to sell those companies, went pretty much full time into philanthropy, uh, doing undercover rescues. Um, you know, we work heavily in domestic violence because that's where I got my start. But uh, we do rescues around the world, uh, primarily in the last three years have been focused here in the United States because of defund the police. Um, we, uh, we have lost a lot of great trafficking officers and now it's being left to um, you know, operations like ours to, to fill that gap for these kids. Um, now, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, we've, we've seen our vote, our vote stolen. We've seen, uh, the, the collaboration, uh, between large tech companies. We've seen our freedoms ripped out of our hands. 
And so I stepped on that stage just as, as everybody out there, what I've heard coast to coast being, you know, speaking on stages and traveling the country, what do we do? And the only thing I can say is do what you can with what you have. Stand up as if this is our sort of our, our last bastion um, against their, their nasty uh, attempt to take away our freedoms. And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing everything I possibly can, Sam, and I know you are too, and I, I thank God for your, your, uh, your show. WeCanAct.net, ladies and gentlemen, the conference October 22nd and 23rd. Liberty is your code to get 50 bucks off and more. You'll be able to see speakers on the stage by the dozens. Jason Cisneros, one of them, an entrepreneur, turned his life around, was a victim, now an advocate. He wants to create an army to ease suffering. I dig it. Now, we've discussed this for over 25 years on the radio, this human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, et cetera. And I thought we were starting to gain on it a little bit, Jason. But now with Biden's open borders, I have to second guess myself. Is it getting worse or are we getting a handle on it? It's, it's getting far worse. And it's the fastest growing crime on the planet at this po- moment in time with the least amount of, of uh, penalties. So it's a multifaceted issue, as you know, but with the border and the, the lack of attention, I'll give you one really great example. 65 trafficking officers in L.A. County, one of the largest top three hubs of trafficking in the United States, 65 human trafficking officers, and then defund the police comes, and now we have zero. So that'll tell you. Now, when you say we have zero because of that, is it just because of funding? They're like, hey, we don't have the funding to continue? Or is it because they're sick of the yeah. abuse that they're taking? Well, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of, of both, but they, but they literally cut the trafficking, um, you know, the, the 65 trafficking officers out of L.A. County, and that's happening across the country. Uh, they, you know, they cut back on, the, on their budgets, and, you know, and, and all I know is that we used to have a lot of help, and now it's down to virtually no help. And when you get out there and you're doing the work and we're doing recoveries and, and um, you know, those types of things, the, the, it's gotten, it's just gotten horrific. It's like the rule of law has been thrown out the door. There's no accountability. Um, you know, these guys know that they don't have to pay a price. Uh, the rules, I think, down in, in Arizona, finally we got Leo Benesi to step up with HB 20. I may get this number right, but I think or wrong, but it's 2889, uh, HB 2889, where we're going to start seeing some real penalties for uh, pedophiles, child uh, child trafficking, and um, and uh, child pornography. How about the border? Because it almost seems like uh, all things are culminating to make this worse. You have to start to almost believe on purpose even. You've got open borders now. You've got defund the police. You've now got forced vaccinations or you lose your job. You put all that together and it's not going to be good at all. In fact, it almost seems like all things are pointing to intentionally making it worse. Well, I think a lot of us didn't want to believe that, Sam. And, and now we're, we're looking at it, what looks to be a, a coordinated attack on all of our freedoms. And they just believe that they can keep doing it because we, uh, you know, uh, conservatives, libertarians, you know, center right people, because we we're separated from we're separated from the we're we're doing our own thing. We have our jobs. We love our people. Right. And we come together around elections and that type of thing. But we're not coordinated like the left. And there has been no ramifications. There's been no pushback. There's been no large gatherings of of humanity to say to, to just say no. 
This is wrong. And as long as we continue to let him get away with it, thinking that somebody out there is going to do do the work for us, somebody else is going to stand up for us, looking at the television going or listening to the radio going, that's just not right. Well, we have to stand up together as, as, a, as a humanity, even if that's not where we I didn't see myself here. I'm sure you didn't uh, see yourself having this conversation on your show, that, that we would get to this point. But this, these liberty, you know, this liberty uh, conference is one of those opportunities for us to come together, raise our voices together, and say, we're, we're here, and know, and you have a price to pay. And, they're, and they're, you cannot continue to just flaunt our laws and get away with it. But we've sat back passively for far too long, for far too long in our history. It's time for us to come together, Sam, and it's got to be now, and it's got to be loud, and it's got to be coordinated. All right, Jason. I know awareness is a really important component. Most Americans aren't really aware. I mean, they know it exists, but they have no idea how bad it is. Uh, They know it exists, but they have no idea how entrenched and how high level it's become in terms of even involved in governments and and big business and churches. And in other words, they don't realize to what extremes it's become and how infiltrated in our organizations it's really become. Most people think, oh, it's just the bad guys in the in the back rooms and the criminals. It's not really that big of a deal. It exists. Sure. But so awareness, I think, is one of the most important reality checks to start with. Right. Yes, sir. Awareness is fantastic. Knowing and understanding that that our children are being raped for profit. And that, you know, if I if I was walking down the street with any one of your listeners in New York City and I had an eight ball of cocaine in my pocket, um, we would do more time than somebody that was selling a child for sex. They call it human trafficking. And and part of the the issue uh, is is desensitizing people to say, oh, it's child trafficking. No, it's not. It's the rape of a child for profit. And they and they, and they look at it like it's a commodity, right, that, that a child can be sold over and over and over again multiple times a night. Whereas a bag of, of cocaine or a bag of, of whatever drugs, it, you sell it and it's gone. This is how callous this has become. And we need to understand that that, that, that is, so it's, it's a growing crime, fastest growing crime on the face of the planet. Because the penalties are so low, wherever you are in this country listening to these word, words, you can get to your, to your Congress. You can get uh, uh, and start getting these laws passed so that there is a deterrent in the law for people to to stop this behavior and you know and then support your local law enforcement make sure that you've got a trafficking unit to make sure that you're calling these things back together and i know i know there's so many things this is part of what you said earlier sam which is the border and they're doing these things on purpose yeah because how many things can we care about at the same time well as a generation i think it's incumbent upon us of how we treat our youth our kids and how we treat our elderly and right now, as a generation, we're doing a terrible job of both. Ladies and gentlemen, you could come aware, though. You can realize it's a serious, serious issue. We're talking to Jason Cisneros, ladies and gentlemen, who is an advocate to care for and to reject, care for people and to reject human trafficking. His goal is to create an army to ease human suffering. He's going to be a speaker at the incredible conference coming up in Utah. More in seconds on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about two topics. We're talking about the Liberty Conference coming up Friday and Saturday, October 22nd and 23rd in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace. Yeah, you can get 50 bucks off if you use the promo code LIBERTY. Okay? This is serious. This is a great conference with just literally dozens of incredible speakers. WeCanAct.net is where you go. WeCanAct.net. If you hurry, you get that discount code, and you also get uh, lunch each day for the conference. Our guest right now, one of the speakers, Jason Cisneros, he wants to get an army together to go ahead and ease human suffering. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, philanthropist, and a whole lot more. But he's now spent his time as a mentor, as a warrior against human trafficking and domestic violence. We need that, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. And first is awareness, without a doubt, Jason. But awareness doesn't get it done and stop the problem at all, does it? It, it doesn't. You've you got to take action. There's, and, and again, as I said in the last segment, there's so many things that are pressing on us. That, that we as, as a group of humanity that are fighting for sovereignty, that are fighting for freedom, that are fighting for these children that, that are, are locked up, drugged up, um, and they're being utilized, they're, they're slaves, right? And you look at slavery and you think to yourself, oh, that was so long ago. There's more slaves today than there was in the entire transatlantic, transatlantic, transatlantic um, slave trade. They just happen to be making our tennis shoes and our, our phones and and these children, there's 10 million children around the world that are being, being either uh, sex trafficked or labor trafficked. And so that's stop takes a for a minute, ladies and for, gentlemen. Yes, hold sir. on, Jason. 10 million people around the world that are being labor trafficked or sex trafficked. And there's other trafficking that can go on uh, as well, too. Some of them, believe it or not, are, are abused so hard they're even now used as ploys to bring other people into the business. 
which adds insult to injury. I don't know if I should even call it a business, uh, but the, it's dirty business for sure. And that number is huge. And what's interesting to me is in our government schools right now, funded by your tax dollars, I call the government schools one of the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto. By the way, it's number 10, folks, compulsory education for all. Uh, but we ought to jettison this critical race theory lie, and we ought to replace it with real discussions about human trafficking and what we can do to make sure you never end up part of it as a child and that we do something about it as adults, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, that awareness piece is great, but educating yourself on that, that fact, I guarantee you, if your child, and this is part of the prevention, you have, here's the segments, you have prevention, you have rescue, and you have aftercare, and then you have our, our, uh, the, the legal system that has, to be, that has to be infiltrated so that there's some deterrence. And the prevention piece is just every parent that's listening to this, get in your kid's phone. Get in there, because I guarantee you, one in six uh, uh, children that are playing on these apps have been contacted in some way, shape, or form by either a, a trafficker or, or a pedophile. You've got to watch what's going on with your children's phone because these guys have become tech savvy and they're, they're attracting people in. They're looking for broken families. They're looking for families that are, that are challenged uh, economically that aren't paying attention. They're looking for families uh, or children that, are, that come from rough backgrounds. Um, you know, uh, they're, there's, they're looking for kids that are at risk, that don't know their worth and have a distracted parent. And, and how, many, how many things are distracting us right now? How many homes are broken? You know, these are fundamental pieces that we as, as Americans, we as, uh, as, as human beings, have to stand back up for our country and say, we're going to reinstall, we're going to stand up for the culture that built this com- country. We're going to stand up for the culture in the, you know, if we're a Christian, we've got to be standing on God's principles, on God's word. And not just uh, mouthing it, but acting, to your point. Awareness is great, but you have to take action. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to teach our children unequivocally that they are a son or daughter of God Almighty. They are of infinite worth of godly and American heritage, and their lives matter. And I think teaching our children that from the cradle up is one of the great, great prevention mechanisms we can take, as Jason mentioned, um, looking into their phones. Certain apps and certain places kids go increase the likelihood that they get contacted by one of these pervs, right? Yeah, they're getting, they're getting to our children everywhere, and, and we think, oh, that's just a kid's app, or oh, that's just a video game. or oh, No, it's a place. It, it's, it's literally a place for people to, to, pre- to pray. These are predators to prey on your child. And to hear their, you know, their, their, their languaging and to, to listen to the conversations that are going on between each other and to, to have messages that disappear like on a Snapchat, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're, they're out there and they're preying on our children because uh, it's, a, it's a renewable resource. We had a family that... Are there, are there certain uh, that apps that are way more likely than others? Well, you know, there's, there's, um, there, if you go to slavefreeproject.com, there's some, there's some resources there that'll tell you, uh, about these kinds of things and, and Google and look out there. There's also apps that you can get that you can download that will keep an eye on and send notices to your phone from your child's phone. Um, there's a product out there called a clear phone right now that you can have, uh, total control over your children's phones plus block yourself from, 
the uh, the NSA and and uh, all the the tracking from Google and whatnot. You know, the great thing that's happening in this country, which you know this this conference is highlighting, is that we're um, um, conservatives and Christians, freedom loving uh, Americans, are coming together and we're building our own stuff. We're building our own stuff. And we're coming together around things like child trafficking because it matters. We're coming together around taking care of our veterans because it matters. We're take, coming together around protecting our women that are, that are being abused in their own home because it matters. And we're coming together. And I think that that's the inspiring thing for me, Sam. All right. You were mentioning there was a family, and I interrupted. Go ahead, sir. This is important. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's – so uh, Amy Ellis, uh, she had her child. Her child was in Las Vegas. Um, and she was, she was out there with some friends and she ended up getting taken and, uh, they moved her straight through to California, moved her down, drugged her. And in, in less than three months, um, we, she ended up becoming property of these traffickers and we think it can't happen. She's from a small town in Utah, ended up being in Vegas and, and, uh, and ended up getting taken there. And, uh, Amy Ellis, uh, contacted Pastor Rudy Gonzalez, the organization that we that that I run with that does the the rescues, is called CERT Ministries, S E R T Ministries, Search, Evangelize, Rescue, and Train, and and he was able to recover her and bring her back, and so many things were learned from that. A lot of these kids a aren't rescued. So many of our children aren't even being looked for, because they are tagged as as runaways and so on and so forth. It, it just it can happen to anybody. It can happen in small t- town Utah. It can happen in big town Chicago. It's happening all around us. We got to start looking out for each other. And ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that we need to do is not only knowing what's on your children's phone, not only teaching your children their infinite worth as sons and daughters of God Almighty. Uh, we need to show them true love and acceptance, and we also need to know where they are uh, at all times. You know, even if your kids at the movie, are they really at the movie? Do they come home straight after the movie? Knowing where your kids are all the time is one of the grand keys. It doesn't mean it'll never happen to you, but your chances are reduced big time if you keep tabs on where your kids are all the time. Jason? Be, be their friend when they're an adult. Right now, be their parents. Be their guardian. Love them. Grab them by, by, by the face. Look them in their face and just let them know you love them that you care about them, that they're the most important thing to you in your world, and that will transmit their worth so that when somebody tags them and says, hey, you're pretty, or hey, you know, um, you could do this, or you can make money doing this, or do you want to run away, or whatever it is, they say, no, I have parents that love me. I have, you know, I know that God loves me, and and I know that I am worth more than just a petty uh, um, uh, compliment. Ladies and gentlemen, using the buddy system when your kids go out, teaching them about that is important as well so they have people around them, making it less likely that they would be taken and or meet somebody clandestinely uh, that would have evil intent. There's a lot of ways. You're going to learn more at the conference, by the way. We're about out of time, Jason, faster than I wanted to. Thanks so much for your time. Give me a teaser for your speech coming up uh, in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace. Yes, sir. Uh, well, my, my, I wear a necklace that says the most powerful weapon on earth is the, humans, the human spirit set on fire, the human soul set on fire for service, for love, with, with intention, with, with inspiration. And I have been known to set a few lit stages on fire. And I can't wait to show everybody what we've got. You've got General Flynn. 
uh, my good friend Lee Dundas. We're, it, the, the lineup is incredible with the Patriots and the Freedom Fighters that are out there right now. And I can't wait to meet all each and every one of your guests that, that, that joins us. And, and thanks for what you do every day, day in and day out. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Loving Liberty Radio Network, of course, will be there as well with a booth, helping people understand how they can get involved and make a difference as well. Jason Cisneros doing a phenomenal job. He wants to create an army. Ladies and gentlemen, to reduce human suffering, and you can help. Jason, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Jason Cisneros will be speaking at the conference coming up. Yeah, you got to get your tickets. I'll tell you how in seconds. Grab your pen and paper. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The family of the young man who allegedly injured four people, including his teacher, when he opened fire at a Texas high school, claimed the 18-year-old had been bullied. Timothy Sipkins, a student at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas, was charged with three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after turning himself in Wednesday afternoon. Simpkins is being held on a $75,000 bond. All victims in the hospital are expected to survive. When asked about bullying allegations by some parents, school spokesman Donald Williams said the Mansfield District is conducting a full investigation. A federal judge ordered Texas to temporarily suspend the heartbeat law designed to save the lives of voiceless babies. The President Obama-era judge called it offensive deprivation of a constitutional right. Police on the hunt for Brian Laundrie have reportedly discovered a recently used campsite at the sprawling Carlton Reserve in Sarasota, Florida. USA Radio News. On January 29th of last year, I was a stroke victim, but some patients can't even get the proper medication because of stringent insurance practices. Doctor, doesn't seem like America, does it? No, it does not. And first of all, I'm very sorry that you had that experience. Uh, it is not like America. This is not the way it should be. PCSK9 inhibitors, which were uh, released and appro- approved rather by the FDA in 2015, the summer of 2015, uh, have experienced uh, unprecedented barriers for access by the payers of the insurance companies. They're human monoclonal antibodies made by an immortal cell line. They're not little drugs that are just punched out on an assembly line. Wow. Um, but what I can tell you is this, that uh, the PCSK9 inhibitors um, clearly lower LDL cholesterol effectively. I mean, that has been well documented. If you think you have a heart problem, what's the best thing to do? Oh, my God. If you think you have a heart problem, talk to your doctor. Let's get some more information on a judge's temporary ban on the Texas heartbeat law that passed muster with the Supreme Court but was blocked by a district judge. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest, USA Radio News Bureau, has more. A federal judge has ordered Texas to suspend its restrictive abortion law. U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman gave the law its first legal blow since it went into effect last month. The law bans most abortions after six weeks. It also deputizes private citizens so they can file lawsuits against violators. But a suit from the Biden administration explained the law defies the Constitution. Texas officials may head to the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to get the suspension reversed. That court has previously allowed the restrictions to take effect. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. The heartbeat law have been in effect since September 1st. We are USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Jason Cisneros doing a phenomenal job. Entrepreneur, speaker, philanthropist. He grew up in a home where he was abused and almost murdered, him and his mother, by an out-of-control belligerent abuser. He got out of it, turned it around, made good money in the business world, and then parlayed into his philanthropy. Yeah, he's a warrior, ladies and gentlemen. Fighting against human trafficking, domestic violence. His goal is to build an army to reduce. Yeah. And ease. Reduce and ease human suffering. I love it. We need more of it. He's going to be speaking at the incredible conference coming up. Yeah. Call it Liberty Conference 2021 in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace. October 22nd and 23rd. Use the promo code LIBERTY. You get 50 bucks off. And your ticket gets you lunch if you hurry, both days. We can act.net. Brian Rust, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. All right, we got so much going on, man. It's just out of control. Let's start with our honest money update. Where's gold looking? Uh, the paper spot right now in gold, 1755.30. 1755.30. Okay. Silver? Uh, silver's, silver's 2250.54. 22 22.54. Wow. Is that a little bit up? It's hard for me to keep track. <laughs> yeah, it's 70 cents higher than it was last week. Okay. And what about gold? Where is it at? Uh, it's up about $20. $20. Okay. Interesting. So things are changing a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, as inflation takes its ugly toll. Uh, they can only suppress so far, huh, Brian? Yeah, they, you know, the the. the 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 illegal trading on the exchange just causes this, you know, peaks and valleys, kind of ups and downs, you know, you know, and anything driven, you know, uh, by free market, you know, especially physical, the free market. I mean, the demand is so. I mean, I can't keep it in. I'm going through it like mad, and just people. People trying to get out of cash, they're just trying, you know, get into this metal to protect, you know, their paper assets and and that it's it's huge demand. And yet, if you if you would think, okay, well, if demand is driving the market, why isn't the metals up? Well, we're because we're uh, we're seeing it's driven for so long on the exchange. Here's your prices on the exchange, just like anything. Well. That doesn't reflect really what physical's doing. It it shows it on paper, and then paper, as we know, can be manipulated just like our currency right now. They can make as much paper as they want, dish it here and there, and so on. So it, that's that's the market play we see. Now I find this literally comical, Brian. But I want to bring this up during the Honest Money Report. As you know, the debt ceiling is the one of the crisis of the days, right? Right now, all these bureaucrats are bringing up an idea, and here's what it is: they want to create a single trillion dollar coin, and they believe that could save the United States from the default. <laughs> Some people are saying mint the coin, and then others are saying it's an absurd solution to an absurd problem. <laughs> Washington Post with that headline. What do you say to that? They say it's an absurd problem, only an absurd solution can save us, Brian. Do you, 
Well, I don't even know how yeah, to respond to this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, uh, that, that yeah, that that that'd be an awesome awesome way to just go through life. You know, anytime there was you know these you know issues and it got out of hand or something, we could just click our fingers or do whatever and it goes away. Well, you know, it, it doesn't go away. I mean, and and this inflation or, or this disaster is going to. I mean, perhaps maybe it's not going to affect me as much. You know, I've been preparing for years old, but my kids or grandkids, how, how, what's our country going to look like, uh, you know, when, when they say, okay, here's this coal, we just wiped off the debt. Well, okay. I mean, there's people that we owe money to. I mean, China and, and others who, who uh, you know, and who's, who's going to pay this? You know, maybe it's not going to be me or so, or so on, but down the road, I mean, why are we being taxed and so on? Can they just, let's, Maybe we should take away, like we've always said, the IRS and the others, and get back to to what our country is about, getting back to honest money and so on. But you don't click a finger and expect it just to go away. Here's a coin, and it's just going to wipe everything out. Well, that, that's that's nice. Go ask Venezuela, the third richest, richest country in the world, how their people are doing right now. Why didn't they just do that? Amen so, to that. And here's what I find comical. <laughs> Back in the day when I first got into politics, like 1991, 1992 range, kind of, when I first got, like, publicly into politics, right? Be right before I started uh, the radio talk show and got into radio and a whole lot more. But anyway, Bo Greitz was a candidate running for president back in that day. He talked about how the Federal Reserve was bogus. And he talked about how it's not even literally part of the government. And I thought he was crazy. But I looked it up, and the Federal Reserve is a banking consortium of 12 banks, and it isn't part of the government. Now, they want you to kind of believe it's kind of quasi, but if you go look it up, it's not under government, ladies and gentlemen. It's a private entity. A private banking cartel is what it really is. And then I read The Creature from Jekyll Island, from G. Edward Griffin, and a whole lot more, and I really gained some knowledge on the topic back in the day. But the reason I'm telling you this is <laughs> what um, Bogue Rice used to say is, hey, I'm going to just mint a coin and pay off the debt. The debt's bogus anyways, and so he would kind of be serious to make the point that we cannot allow this fiat money system to continue, right? I mean, 91, this is what, 30 years ago? (laughs) And it's interesting to me how he joked about that. He was serious because he's saying, look, it's bogus debt. It's fake money they created out of thin air anyways, so we can get rid of it with just a coin. Well, back in the day when he was running for president, they mocked him to no end about this. And now when they try to raise the debt ceiling 30 years later, they're going, hey, we got an absurd problem. We need an absurd solution. Let's save America from its default with a single trillion dollar coin. And I just think about that 30 years ago echoing, and I'm going, wow. Isn't that an interesting sea change of events, Brian? Yeah, no doubt. I remember that as well, you know, and it's, it's and they did. I mean, it's interesting now that, okay, well, now we're in this crunch, and and why wouldn't we be because of the the creation of it? Uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna get make a coin and and pay off the debt, and and yet you know this this uh, financial institution that that's the private uh, institution. I mean, what we're paying interest of over what a billion dollars a year in interest to because they're printing money and and letting us take this money, but yeah, someone's paying. Well, we are. We're paying. Look at the interest we're paying alone on this. Why are we doing that? I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Our own now, I also don't understand when they yeah. say it's an absurd problem what they mean, Brian. What do you mean it's yeah. an absurd problem? Is it absurd because you realize <laughs> we've let some banking cartel thugs create money out of thin air? And now you're kind of wondering how do we let them 
uh, create a piece of paper called a $100 bill, and it cost them about two cents to print, and instantly we owe $100. And then to add insult to injury, they put interest on top of it. Is that the absurd problem? Or is the absurd yep. problem that we have to rein in our debt and just can't spend as much as we want? What do they believe the absurd problem to be? Yeah, any, uh, any no idea on this, it. Brian? Yeah, it's it's uh, well, I I don't see a, a one single coin, uh, you know, coming in and 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 <laughs> making this all go away type thing. And and next the next thing you you have, we have to look at a little bit. We and and it's been around there, and they say the green air or green deal and all this stuff. This the energy crunch and crisis that we're headed for right now is going to be another huge. I mean, there's so many things going to be piling up on, on us as the American people and so on that we're just going to lose. It's, it's going to be it's, it's crazy, you know. Now, Brian, check this so. out. In these articles where the mainstream press is talking, here's what they say. Fortunately, we can resolve the problem, this absurd problem, with a preposterous, silly, and perfectly painless legal trick. Minting a single platinum coin with a face value of a trillion dollars or more then hey we can just solve the problem that way now what's platinum worth right now how do you make a platinum coin worth that much it wouldn't be backed by platinum or the thing would be huge right <laughs> there you go <laughs> how much is platinum an ounce right now it's it's nine nine eighty three so it's less than gold so it'd take twice uh, about twice as much by the pound <laughs> Than gold, or by the ton, I should say, than gold, right? Yeah. I mean, how much would it take to make a trillion dollars of platinum, buddy? <laughs> Boy, I, that I alone would melt society down because platinum's used in a lot of other things, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Platinum and palladium, kind of a trade-off uh, metal, catalytic converters, and so on. It burns clean, withstands heat. Those are kind of the the, the energy or the the clean air people, you know, or as far we're saying, okay, we want clean air. So they say, well, you got to use this platinum or palladium to, you know, your automobiles so it will burn clean. And, and yeah, so maybe. Now, rhodium, rhodium at 15300 maybe we could do Yeah, that. Kurt Crosby could pay the debt <laughs> off with his garage full of rhodium for sure. <laughs> That's right. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about this a little bit more because what they're really talking about is creating a coin where the real value of the physical metal wouldn't even come close to the face value of the coin. Where would authority for that come from? It's very strange how they're backing into this weird idea that Bo Wrights mocked 30 years ago as he ran for president. Hang tight. Brian Rust with us. RustQuentinGift.com on your radio. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
the spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Russ, RussCuttingGift.com with me. This is just insane. So now uh, the mainstream press is saying, hey, you know, if we don't mint this coin and we default, it's going to be disaster. I mean, you're going to lose a gazillion jobs, Brian. Everything's going to melt on down. But really, if they print a trillion-dollar coin, is that going to save us? I don't think so. I think all that will do is let people know that they've committed fraud. And I actually think it would make it worse than almost almost missing our payments. I'm not saying we ought to miss our payments exactly, but I'm saying, look, eventually that's going to be the case. It's not possible not to. But I think if we print a coin showing our dishonesty, we're almost mocking the fact that we can't pay as opposed to facing the music. The question the mainstream press is asking now is what happens if Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling? So they miss their payment. Then what? Do you want to take a stab at that one? Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think you're right as far as what what's that going to show us, uh, us as the American people is that basically what it's showing right now is what's happening is and we ought to be able to see this as far as everything that they're kind of doing here on the left or government and things like that. I mean, this is a long, big, a big, long problem that's been going on for years. I mean, the Federal Reserve, you know, and obviously going away from real money and, and creating this bogus fiat money. Well, the issue is, is okay, well, if they were to make a coin, it's basically saying, okay, everything they're doing, which I believe everything they're doing in a sense is wrong on, on the left, uh, it's a disaster, and it just gives them another uh, feather in their cap to say, well, okay, we got this, we'll just do this. Well, that's interesting. If we were, if, 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 I, if I had debt and I go to my uh, banker or whoever that, that I owe debt to and say, yeah, here's a, I, I made this little, uh, wooden I, I carved this little wooden uh um statue and here it is i'm just going to give you that and, and i we call it good let's just call it good i mean it, it's 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 unreal that they can just kind of do whatever they want and get away with it but somebody's going to pay down the road we pay they're not going to come and say okay well if i stop paying for my house and uh, i just carved this little statue for you in good in good taste and and here you go this should why i mean they're taking my house so it's amazing that they can kind of create a coin and, uh, you know, cover these bonds and everything else and, and, and just everything it goes away. And I, I, wow, that that's awesome. If we're running our country like that, we're in big trouble. 
I mean, I don't know. It seems well, like and here's a, my a question. Pretty, if they really have that much authority to either raise the debt ceiling and just spend into oblivion or create a coin that can supposedly just solve the problem and make the problem go away, why don't they just simply create like a wand? Don't you think they ought to just create yeah, like a right. wand and, and import it from China right. and plastic? And every member of Congress could have a wand, all 535 of them. All they got to do is stand up together and wave their wand and say, listen, the debt, <clears throat> our credit limit has become, what's a, beyond a trillion, Brian? What's, what's the yeah, next level beyond question. a trillion? I got to figure uh, that out, qua- whatever that is. <clears throat> quadrillion? Is it quadrillion or something? <laughs> I just don't know, man. <laughs> I just I don't know. You, is what I mean. <laughs> but whatever the number is beyond a trillion, all they got to do is wave their plastic imported Chinese wands. And all they got to say is, listen, we hereby declare the debt ceiling is now the whatever that number is. And we're cool. Can't they just do that in a symbolic gesture? <laughs> It'd almost be like yeah. waving the flag Chinese style, you know? Plastic, fake, fiat. Yeah. No, but why not just do that? Because either they have authority right, right. to just literally sell the next generation into financial slavery, or they don't have that authority. One of the two. And if they do, I mean, they might as well just do it in grand fashion. I mean, they ought to just, you know, put <laughs> balloons up and stuff, fly balloons, fly things over the Capitol building, and it's just like, man, we're celebrating. We just changed the net ceiling. Boom. No problem. Right. I don't see why they don't really do it like that, Brian. And I know that sounds absurd. But isn't this idea that we're talking about a coin and just, hey, we put a ceiling in place to prevent us from doing this, but now we're just going to, you know, increase the ceiling every day we need to or want to. All that is nothing but smoke and mirrors and dishonesty and manipulation and really kind of the same thing. Why have this big meltdown debate every six months or every year or whatever to, to pretend we're doing something? Why not just solve it once and for all, buddy? Yeah, well... That that that'd be that's that's the beautiful world that we could live in if we could, uh, you know. The the key is the key is here basically. That's like Rand Paul said, you know, and he's been preaching this for for quite a. Why don't we just, you know, spend a little less? You know, let why don't we try to you know if 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 I run my business and I just continue to overspend and so. On, what do I file bankruptcy and not pay off my creditors and all that and that's. It's all it's all well and and we move on and live happily ever after. I, I, it's wrong. I mean, our government is just out of control, and maybe it needs to be shut down and say in the and say, yeah, we've made some huge mistakes. But they they're not going to say it. They just, well, well, you know, a little more money here, a little more money. You guys need to pay a little more tax, a little more. Why are we being taxed? I mean, if it's if you make a coin and just or or whatever you want to want or whatever you want to do, why are you taxing us to death? I mean, there's there's plenty of people that. Would, that uh, you know could could use a little more money, and if they don't have to pay more taxes, that they'd probably be happy with that. So, I, okay, I'm, I'm just saying that if we're just killing ourselves because our government's killing us, they're throwing us under the bus. I mean, I'm sure all those Venezuelan people that you know you have the third richest country in the world, and they're wondering, well, what just happened? Well, okay, uh, corrupt government's what just happened, and and that's kind of where we're headed. Well, I got another idea. If we can use a coin. <clears throat> Now, I know they want you to believe that somehow <clears throat> the special nature of the coin gives it special legal privilege, okay? But I don't see why we don't just use a big, massive gummy bear. <laughs> right? Don't you think we could just have the gummy bear companies, would select the gummy bear company that could compete and stuff, and would have a massive gummy bear, and all you do is put that dude up in Washington 
where you just whenever you look at that gummy bear, you just know that you know what? We've just chewed through a ton of money, and we're going to chew through a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What do you think of that idea? Man? I love a big it. Big old gummy bear. Just symbolize we have no accountability. We can just chew through any mountain of debt possible, and there's just no <laughs> limits. And then just quit worrying That's about right. it. Whenever anybody says oh, anything or and mocks it, all you got to do is just smile and point at the bear, buddy. That's right. Wait a minute. Isn't the bear a symbol love, of China? I love Brian? that. Isn't That's the bear awesome. a symbol of China? Don't they call China the bear? <laughs> yes. And it would also symbolize how in debt to the communist Chinese we are. See? Yes. It'd be perfect, I'm, sure, I'm sure China's I'm sure China's going to go for that. They, hey, you know, they're symbolizing our yeah, and, and uh, God, that's just wonderful. You know, we can <laughs> look to that and <laughs> And then, you know what, whenever you're worried about the debt, all you'd have to do is go cuz that big huge gummy bear, you know, um you would have a little slogan on it or something like that, right? And the slogan could say something like chewing through debt like nobody's business or whatever. And then all you'd have to do is just go buy a small pack of those gummy bears at the store. You know, and then whenever you're worried about it, you just start eating them gummy bears, buddy. And you're just chomping through the debt. Yeah. Too. No problem. Everybody could participate. It would be incredible. Um, you'd have to, what, make them green to symbolize cash? You know? Yeah. I don't, yeah, man, well, people won't eat that. A little bit of red, a little red inside, yeah, with China. <laughs> the color I just there. have red, with have black the, gummy bears in the I, black. I think you're, I think you're onto something, Sam. I, I now, really, I know uh, this I like is comical, it. and I don't mean to make fun of a very serious subject, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. It's not a joke. We are literally selling our children into financial slavery, and it's getting worse by the generation. There's no doubt about it. So I don't mean to mock this situation. But unless we're going to be honest and truthful about the problem, we're never going to get to an answer anyway. If we just run around and go, I'm going to create a coin. I'm going to create a gummy bear. It's just going to symbolize the payoff of the debt or that we can you know, make the debt ceiling whatever we want it to be. The only real way to solve the problem is to jettison the, the um, fake money system, to jettison the private cartel known as the Federal Reserve, return to honest constitutional currency backed by gold and silver as our founders well, that's in the Supreme Law. It still is, ladies and gentlemen, even though we ignore it. But until we take it seriously and jettison fake money, jettison fiat currency, and go back to real, honest, asset-based gold and silver, as our founders demanded and as our Supreme Law of the land uh, uh, articulates or demands, if you will, until we do that, Brian, nothing is going to fix the problem. Nothing. Yeah, you're you're right. You're exactly right. We need to get back to, to what made America great and... and uh... You know, and I would I would have to say too. I mean, uh, let's turn you know to prayer, God. You know, get back to what we need to be doing instead of you know step uh, stepping on the things that really have uh, made us great. So I agree. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to do that personally, because you know what the nation should do it as well. But if you want to set the example, lead by example, you want to get a little bit of gold and silver in your portfolio to act as a hedge against the ever-inflation situation that we continually find ourselves in, you can start by working with Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. You've got a friend in the coin business who will guide you right. And if you want to just start buying 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 20, 30, whatever ounces of gold and or silver a week or a month or whatever pattern you set up for yourself, if you're patient and you do it steadily, you'll look back after a few years and go, wow, I'm kind of surprised at how much constitutional currency I really have. 
And it'll act as a hedge. It'll protect you against the inflationary belligerence that's going on in our society. And it will also give you a little bit of stability in your portfolio. It can happen. What it takes is patience and consistency. You don't need to panic and sell your house and go buy a bunch of gold and silver. We're not recommending that. We're recommending that you get a little bit of beans, a little bit of band-aids, a little bit of bullets, a little bit of constitutional currency, a little bit of all those things to protect your family, to stabilize your life, whether you need food, whether you need medical supplies, whether you need constitutional currency that will act as an incredible trade mechanism going forward. That's what we're advocating for, Brian. Absolutely. Sam, you hit it right on the, you know, preparation is peace. And so I think preparing, you know, we – we can't answer all that what's going to happen or what's coming. We know things, more things are going to be coming. It's going to get harder, but, yeah, we could be preparing. Absolutely. All right, Brian, we sure appreciate you, my friend. A quick recap of uh, yesterday's program, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we had Becky Akers on with me two hours. We talked about this Facebook CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, issued an apology that Facebook went down. I don't believe all these Facebook went down at the same time this whistleblower, this chick, was telling her story. Um, but the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is this. I don't believe for one second that these lawmakers can make a difference. Okay, Facebook algorithms are out of control. There's no doubt about it. Okay, but Frances Hodgson, that's this, quote, ex-insider, um, she's not doing good for the country. Look, government in bed with the military and the collegiate universities and big tech built the Internet to betray us all. Okay, and so if you believe for one second that Congress is going to rein in Facebook and save your world, you're dead wrong. We need to understand that InQtel is the arm of, well, it's the CIA's venture capital firm, ladies and gentlemen. James Corbett put together the Corbett Report, an incredible video, and um, it's a document, so you can link to the sources plus a video to kind of articulate the history and the origins and the creations of the Internet. We talked about that with Becky Akers in detail. We also talked about Facebook mysteriously goes down after the whistleblower testifies. I don't believe that's a coincidence. We talked about the government has secretly ordered Google to track certain searches. The Washington Examiner reported that they're literally violating our rights, violating the law, and more. Okay, Obama signed an indefinite detention bill into law years ago. Are you an enemy combatant is the question. Yeah, the National School Board Association, the Justice Department, they're all calling parents domestic terrorists now. Parents are refusing to be intimidated. That's good news. But why is the post office stockpiling ammunition? Why are our federal bureaucrats buying guns and ammo? Okay? It's serious, folks. Serious business. Finally, Rand Paul, you're not going to spend Christmas together as a family, says Fauci. Look out. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the second, seventh. I'm sorry, October the seventh. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our two at two. And the goal always to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Hope you're all doing absolutely 
fantastic. Last hour, we talked about the Liberty Conference coming up October 22nd and 23rd right here in beloved Salt Lake City. Some call it the Olympic City. It's going to be at the Salt Palace. It's going to be Friday and Saturday, October 22nd and 23rd. And uh, WeCanAct.net is where you go to get your tickets today. WeCanAct.net. And here's the cool part about it. Uh, If you put in the promo code LIBERTY, then you get a $50 off on each ticket. Get your tickets today. Uh, If you don't get your tickets right away, you'll be missing the lunch, and the cost will go up and a whole lot more. But the good news is we're going to be there with the Loving Liberty Radio Network. We've got a booth. We're going to be talking about our radio network and what we do to, to forward the sacred cause of liberty. But there's a lot of speakers that will be there, too. Just a bunch of great people doing a great job for the sacred cause of liberty. So count on that. By the way, last hour I joked and said we ought to have a gummy bear. If we can use a, a, a coin to pay off the trillion-dollar debt or a coin to, to add a trillion dollars to the debt or whatever else, and then why can't we just go ahead and make a big old huge gummy bear? And on the gummy bear, uh, we can just say we chew through debt like there's no tomorrow. Uh, and then you could uh, have that at the Capitol. Whenever you looked at or worried about the debt, all you do is smile and point at that big old gummy bear. And then all you'd have to do is create gummy bears that you could sell in the market. And whenever anybody gets worried about the debt, all they'd have to do is buy a pack of those gummy bears. And all they'd do is chew through debt like, it's, like there's no tomorrow as well. And it would be just fine. Now, I mock them. And I don't mean to mock them over such a serious subject. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, that's kind of what we're doing, though. We're acting like there's no consequences. That is a lie. And the only way back is to go back to honest money, the constitutional currency that made America great in the first place. Fiat debt will never stand long term. Every country that uses it eventually melts down and fails. Anyway, a listener, Chris, who joins us on Fridays, by the way, and co-hosts Liberty Roundtable Live with me on Friday mornings, uh, he basically texted and said, you know what? Uh, why don't we just create our own balsa wood coin? If the Federal Reserve, a private group, could create a coin, so can we too can play that game. Well, I wish it were that simple, and I don't think it's that simple uh, for the government either, even though they want you to believe and pretend that it is. It's not that simple at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible guest with us, Joshua Phillip, an award-winning journalist. He's an investigative reporter and more with the Epic Times. He's also host of the Epic TV's Crossroads program. He's a recognized expert on China and on unrestricted warfare and more. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, pleasure being here. Some uh, big stories to go into. Amen to that. What do you think of my idea if they're just going to create a coin to pay off the debt? Why don't we just have a big old gummy bear? Well, you know, why not? You know, what's the difference, right? It's a... They say something's worth some money. They say something else is worth something else. Why not, right? Anyway, very interesting. I I joke about it, but I'm being serious. I just want people to understand that this is not a joking matter. But at the same time, you know, you can't just lie to people and act like you can just do whatever you want and there's no consequences to the actions. Uh, Years ago, China kind of mocked us and said they're going to have to use the nuclear option. Uh, They were talking about finances, though, right? Well, it's it's unclear sometimes. The, you've had Chinese generals actually talk about potential nuclear war with the United States, even their own willingness to sacrifice a huge portion of the Chinese population. You know, when, when you when you're dealing with the ideas of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, 
The only thing they care about is the survival of the party. If, if 90% of the Chinese population has to be killed in order for the party to survive, they will do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, they've, they've been manipulating their currency. They've been playing these currency games on us for a long time. And uh, interesting note, as you mentioned, that you know, we're hitting the debt ceiling. They're talking about printing this trillion-dollar coin to you get around here in the U.S. Really, the stock market's about to take a major hit in a few different ways. One of the big ones is going to be the bursting of this Chinese real estate bubble. And so uh, things are about to get real interesting in finance. Yes, it is for a bunch of reasons. Um, one of them being that, as far as I understand now, there's power outages in China. Now, that's going to make... Uh, <laughs> Our shelves empty if we're not very careful, Joshua. Well, you know, and that, that's leading to a few other problems. So, yeah, a bit of background on that. There's power outages all throughout China right now. Uh, the CCP's different infrastructure programs are being blamed for this and so much or other programs, re, you know, restricting things. And I won't get into it. But basically what this means is that a lot of the factories are not manufacturing. Keep in mind as well that as this happens, we're already having a shipping crisis. Part of that was caused by the Chinese Communist Party shutting down one of its major ports because they claimed there was a coronavirus outbreak there. That caused backup in shipments. You now have lines of ships going well into the Atlantic and the Pacific. And that's going to become a lot worse now because of the bubble again taking place uh, with manufacturing in China and, you know, really worst time possible for them. You do have, again, these blackouts happening that are shutting down the factories. So here's the question. Are these coronavirus scares real? Are they, is this a legitimate shutdown of the port? Or are they knowing full well that they can add insult to injury? Blackouts on the shelves can, can cause us trouble. And can, I mean, is this a continued harassment at war plan, even though we're not at, quote, war? They're our most favored nation trading partner. But at the same time, uh, you know, the, the Wuhan virus, or some people call it the China virus, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden now these other problems adding insult to injury. Is this intentional, do you think? You know, I've been wondering the same thing. A few points to this, you know, with this coronavirus, who knows how serious it actually was in China. We were getting a lot of information coming out suggesting it was worse there than we thought. Whether it was a lab origin or not, uh, I think the main point is the Chinese Communist Party intentionally spread this virus throughout the world. Uh, for example, shutting down internal travel within China, but opening external travel. So anyone who wanted to flee the lockdowns had to leave the country. They used that to seed the virus to every corner of the world. World Health Organization lying to the world on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party to validate these lockdown measures and mask mandates and health codes in your smartphones, you know, i.e. the vaccine passport, that are based on the China model that they're exporting. Um, we can say that the CCP in addition to seeding the virus around the world, also created this totalitarian model to deal with the virus. And has also been, it seems to be the case, as you mentioned, trying to spread the economic crisis as well. And I wouldn't put it beyond them to be doing this intentionally, because internally in China, the Chinese, the Chinese stock exchange is about to take a major hit. They have not only the real estate bubble about to hit uh, when it comes to, again, their real estate market just collapsing right now before our eyes, but also you have a manufacturing bubble uh, taking a hit between the two of those, you know, partly caused by Trump's tariffs and other things between the two of those. That's most of China's economy. And it would be in their interest to make sure that an economic collapse in China is not just a Chinese issue, that it's a global issue, because as far as they're concerned, you know, we're going to take the world down with us to make sure that you don't surpass us. They don't want the world to surpass them. They want to take the world down with them. 
and they can still maintain their point of power from within that if they can. So it's totally possible. One of the other things that's happening that is not coincidental, ladies and gentlemen, is this. As it gets more expensive to do business in China, uh, because China is becoming, I don't want to say their first world status, but as their economy becomes so big, uh, there is upward pressure on what it costs to do business in China. It used to be very cheap. That's why all our labor uh, and all of our businesses are there. The, um, the supply chain for raw materials and everything else is uh, there. It's been done over decades. It cannot be undone quickly. But here's the point. A lot of the manufacturers are now saying, hey, as China gets more expensive, as there's more disruptions to the supply chain, etc., we're going to look for other countries to move our businesses. And we'll have to build the supply chain around that. China is acting now to prevent folks from leaving, right? They're trying to. You know, there's a few interesting points with this. On the economic front, the Chinese Communist Party gave foreign businesses, including American businesses, basically an ultimatum. They're saying now that if you're doing business in China, you have to enforce the sanctions of the CCP. And that means as the, the regime is sanctioning U.S. officials, Mike Pompeo, for example, and in other countries as well, if those countries don't sanction people, sometimes even in their own home countries, they risk being punished by the CCP. At the same time, I mentioned there was a, this cold and manufacturing crisis taking place in China with the black, well, as you mentioned, with the blackouts, uh, but also with even foreign investment. Even George Soros, interestingly, advised BlackRock Investment to pull investment out of China. Um, you know, India, Japan, they were paying companies recently to move out of China and move their manufacturing to Japan or India. Uh, really, in terms of manufacturing, they're not doing so hot. It's true that they do control a lot of this still, uh, but really a lot of that's on the decline, and it might not go back once it leaves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is hard to unwind. you got economic turmoil, supply chain disruption, uh, financial... Um, I don't know what you want to say. Financial um, disaster on the United States front and on the communist Chinese front. You've got the virus going on. You've got travel restrictions. Uh, you've got all this mixed in with, and now we find out that China doubled funding on genetic instruments to contain COVID literally months before the first cases were announced. When we get back, we're going to talk about this more with Josh Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua Phillips is an expert on China. A recognized expert on unrestricted warfare. We're going to talk more and discuss all aspects of China relations. Where do we go from here in the future, you wonder, huh? Liberty Roundtable Live. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we um, go fishing? Just very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to Our next year oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation, and he came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. 
isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Phillips, our guest, incredible investigative journalist and reporter for TheEpicTimes.com, one of the premier newspapers worldwide, taking the world by storm. You know, <coughs> Josh Phillips, or Philip, I should say. Sorry, I get that wrong all the time. It's Josh Phillip, no S, Philip. Uh, Josh is also a recognized expert on China an unrestricted warfare. And I don't know if China's trying to take us to war. What I really think they're doing is creating a soft war. Their goal is to get the upper hand economically. Their goal is to be in the driver's seat with the world stage. They don't like the hegemony of the United States. They don't want us being the free world leader. They want to supplant us or replace us in that role. Is that what this is about, Josh? Uh, That is exactly what this is about. Um, In terms of them starting a hot war, a more conventional war, I don't think they'd do it against the U.S. at this point. If they did, it would take it would still take an unconventional warfare form. An important part with this, Xi Jinping, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, recently met with a branch of their strategic support force, which is the branch that would be carrying out operations like that. And you know what he told them? He told them, prepare for war. This was uh, within this last month, I believe. And so, yeah, the, you know, the CCP is doing this. When it comes to their form of warfare, they talk about unrestricted warfare. And this basically means, you know, you can get to things like economic warfare, business warfare, which affects individual businesses, economic warfare would affect GDP, culture warfare through things like the control of Hollywood, media warfare through things like control of outlets of information, psychological warfare, legal warfare using legal means. I mean, the list goes on and on. But if you understand their thinking behind it, you know, because you could go over an endless list of tactics, the thinking behind it is actually very simple. They're a totalitarian communist regime that controls every single part of the country. And every single part of the country is being utilized to wage an unconventional war on the United States. The, the idea is simple. You think, what is the goal of war? What, is it, what would it mean to win a war? You control economics. You control manufacturing. You control a country's culture. You control the country's political direction. How do you achieve those exact same goals through non-military means? And it's that, that thinking is the basis of unrestricted warfare and of what they're doing to the United States. 
with that in mind, it seems like the United States, and I don't know how to say this exactly, but the United States deep state or swamp or shadow government or whatever you want to call it, leadership, I don't know what words to use, but not the average American for sure. The average American is either against it or not quite aware this is going on. But the leadership, and it almost seems like they are aiding and abetting this, quote, unrestricted war agenda from the Communist Party of China. I don't see it any other way. There's too many alignments to ignore it, aren't there? Well, yeah. And so this gets this gets into one of my main areas of research, which is what it's called the United Front Work Department, the branch of the Chinese Communist Party that basically works through the Chinese consulates. They go through local Chinese associations and they try to subvert governments through, say, inviting them back to China for tours. They leave with business deals for either themselves or their close family members and other forms of influence, sex traps, you name it. Um, the goal of the United Front Work Department is to control the elite of every country, the politicians, the influencers, the media figures, the people in Hollywood, the investors, the business leaders, and so on. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party has actually said publicly through some of their main advisors, uh, directly they said these publicly, is that they control the United States through the control of Wall Street. And, you know, frankly, if you look at their control, not only of Wall Street, of business investment, of businesses going into China, to the point where they can even lobby our government officials uh, through businesses, you know, there are, there are major corporations that have lobbying firms, and they lobby our government on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. They do this openly. You have media organizations, New York Times, all the major ones, taking large-scale paid inserts from state-run Chinese media, some of which and, were... And hold on, let me not, stop you there. As, oh, yeah. Let me stop you there. They know full well they're doing this as well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And this, this is where it gets real nefarious. Some of these organizations that our media in this country are taking money from, they were designated not just as foreign agents of the CCP, as many of them were even before. They were designated as foreign missions of the Chinese Communist Party. In other words, these, are brand, these media organizations from the CCP, these are branches of the Chinese government by definition, through, through legal definition. And you have media organizations taking money from them here in the United States, even sending their journalists on tours back to China uh, through groups like the CETC, one of the branches of the CCP as well. They're doing this knowingly. They're doing it openly. A lot of this is even publicly disclosed, and they're still doing it. How come we can't uh, get somebody in Congress or whatever else to call it what it is? It's, it's flat out treason, really. If they're going to stop me, shut me down, regulate me, control me at some of these big corporations... Uh, and it suggests that I'm a domestic terrorist because maybe I'm a parent and I want my kids to not be uh, propagandized in the government schools with overt sex and everything else. And so I speak out and then they want to use the FBI and call me a terrorist. How do they have an assault on the American people but yet allow this to happen and not call it what it is? None dare call it treason. But I will. This is out of control and unacceptable. Especially, uh, It wouldn't be half bad if they weren't shutting me down too. But they're literally... Um, shutting me down, saying I'm peddling fake news while they're then doing this, and it's supposedly all right. At some point, you aid and abet the enemy and, and, and uh, circumvent the United States' way of life, role, a proper role of government, uh, legalese, and a whole lot more, right? Well, it gets even better. You, you mentioned some of the censorship taking place. Some of these fact-checkers, including ones working directly with Facebook, 
are tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, several of them, several of them are tied directly to ByteDance, which runs TikTok. And the, the CEO of ByteDance wrote a public letter in China apologizing to the Communist Party of China before TikTok became big. An apology letter to the Chinese Communist Party for not closely, follow, closely enough following the media directives of the CCP and vowed in his public letter that he would use his businesses to support the interests and the propaganda agenda of the Chinese Communist Party. And these guys are working with these fact checkers on websites like Facebook to tell you what is real news or fake news. So where do we go, though? I mean, how can we can't call this a betrayal and treason? I mean, at some point, this violates our laws, right? Well, you know, under Trump, it seemed like it was heading in that direction. Trump, Trump was going after these corrupt uh, officials at you know different universities were taking money from the CCP to finance illegal research in China to work on illegal research in China. You have individuals like Dr. Anthony Fauci getting exposed for using his organization through the NIH to finance things like through Peter Daszak, uh, virus research, gain-of-function research, by definition, in China, the kind of research that was banned under the Obama administration taking place here in the United States and was tied directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is the main you know, suspect now is the origin of this virus. And yeah, I, at one point, I think we do need to start looking into whether this constitutes treason, whether they've sold out the interests of the American people, uh, whether it be for personal financial interests or for some kind of political agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how blatant it gets. The Communist Party people are regulating what's fake news and shutting me down because their fact checkers say I'm peddling fake news. Well, they then work directly for and get funded by the Communist Chinese party. Now we find out that China was doubling their funding for some of this technology to to deal with the the virus months before they even admit that people were getting cases of the virus. Now it gets worse. Colorado now to refuse organ transplants to those who are not vaccinated. But we find out that our head doctor Anthony Fauci is literally in bed with the Chinese funding them directing them through Peter Daszak and others to literally create this virus. Okay. It's not just a situation where you go, there was a mistake made. This is becoming too blatant, too corrupt, too in your face. In other words, we've connected, connected too many dots now, Josh. Yeah. Well, it does seem to be the direction on the note of the organ transplants where people who refuse to get the vaccine for religious or personal reasons. You know, it reminds me of that quote from George Orwell's Animal Farm where he says, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> and under this narrative of equality and equity now, they're talking about restricting the rights of certain individuals for, for whatever reason they seem, seem to choose. While still preaching equality, they can suggest that some people are more equal than others. Ladies and gentlemen, WND just came out with an article. Here's the headline. Not kidding. Fauci funded scientists who had a plan to create novel coronavirus in 2018 now. We've documented that. Now Los Angeles goes against the American people. Huh. We'll talk to, you, talk to you about it in a second. Josh, Philip, with us. Stay there, sir. Liberty Roundtable Live. We're talking about theepictimes.com doing a phenomenal job. Ladies and gentlemen, this is getting scary. The ties are beyond coincidental. We've connected so many dots. It is shocking.
on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Wednesday night, President Obama appointed U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman blocked SB 8. That's Texas heartbeat law banning abortions after the baby's heartbeat is detected. It should be noted the Supreme Court declined to halt SB 8 by a 5-4 to four vote at the beginning of September. The debate continues. According to John Hopkins University, more Americans have died from COVID-19 complications under the Biden administration with a vaccine than did under President Trump without a public vaccine program, then-candidate Biden, at the final presidential debate. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. USA Radio News. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. As the American taxpayer is on the hook for roughly $5 million a day to border wall building contractors, the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border is going to be hit with another wave of humanity very soon. Let's get an update from the region. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Close to a dozen Republican governors spent their Wednesday at the U.S.-Mexico border with Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott. One of those, Arizona Republican Governor Doug Ducey, who describes a surge of illegal immigrants at his state's southern border with Mexico. The border sector in Yuma has had more than a 1,000% increase in apprehensions compared to last year, the highest increase among all sectors. The Tucson sector has seen more than a 200% increase in apprehensions. The Biden administration claims they are deporting more illegal immigrants and have repeatedly stated the border is closed. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Phillip with us, incredible investigative journalist with TheEpicTimes.com, doing a phenomenal job. We're talking about all things China right now, but you know what? Not kidding, Fauci-funded... Scientists who plan to create no novel coronavirus in 2018. Colorado literally refusing organ transplants to those who are, quote, not vaccinated. Ladies and gentlemen, while they're doing this, they're literally knowingly, there's too many dots connected. Okay, I don't know who's in charge of what, where, but I know this. The enemy is the American people. 
from China and from the United States. The latest headline says this, Los Angeles passes one of the strictest U.S. COVID-19 vaccination mandates in history. TheEpicTimes.com with this piece, they're literally declaring war on us. If you're not vaccinated, you won't be able to go anywhere or do anything. You won't even be able to get medical care to save your own life, for crying out loud. You're the enemy. Shut up. Don't go online. Don't complain or we'll call you a terrorist or we'll shut your account down if you speak out uh, in the media in any way. Um, I don't see how we can deal with this. Our government has literally become an arm of the Communist Chinese Party or the CPP, Chinese Communist Party. I don't see it any other way. There's too many ways where you go, why would they stop me from getting early medications that can save my life? Why would they shut that down? Why would they then say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't even have medical care. You're just going to die. So what? We don't care. This is Communist Party-esque, Josh. Well, you know, there was something interesting, which is there was a very a very functional and approved form of medication that was being used to help treat people who have the coronavirus, uh, which is this antibody treatment. You had Florida you, uh, giving it out to people at hospitals. It was saving lives. Texas giving it out to hospitals. It was saving lives. What happens? As it's saving lives, the federal government steps in and begins restricting the supply. Why would they do that? You know, I, I think that that's a real serious question for everyone to ask. Why would they do that? If you have a functioning and approved treatment that is working and that, they, of course, different states are using and it's saving people's lives, why would the government intervene and, give, and begin restricting the supply of this when they claim that we're under this, of course, you know, serious health crisis that warrants even basically the elimination of most of our rights? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. A group of Senate Republicans, along with the House Freedom Caucus, has penned a letter to top health care officials in the Biden administration, literally accusing them of downplaying the importance and utility of early COVID-19 treatments, the Daily Caller has learned. So now we've got a situation where, you know what? Leaders in our government, congressmen, senators in this case, uh, and uh, what do they call this thing? The House Freedom Caucus, so it's the House and the Senate, literally. And they're basically saying, we know our government's been suppressing this. Why? What's going on? Rand Paul literally took down the, the um, HHS secretary and said, look, you're not an attorney. You're not a doctor. You know nothing about this. And you're, you're literally mocking people when they're about to die and or dying. Um, we have got a division in the American government. You've got people who care, the majority probably. And then you've got those who have become the arm of the communist Chinese party at the helm the question becomes who does fauci really work for josh yeah well i think that's a real serious question to be asking also why is why is fauci uh, trying to suppress research into the origins of the virus why is he trying to suppress research it seems and people even discussing from talking about things that could lead to inquiries on why his organization was helping finance what is by definition gain of function research in china uh, of course, Peter, uh, Dr. Fauci's emails, which were partially released, showed his communications with individuals at Facebook, showed his communications with individuals at EcoHealth Alliance that was getting funding from his organization to do this type of research in China. Why was Fauci having discussions with all these key figures 
trying to prevent this from coming out? I think these are pretty serious questions to be asking. Well, and you got to ask yourself at this point, too, why are we having such a hard time finding out the truth? If it was just a couple of people within our government that have gone rogue, you would say, well, surely the checks and balances in America, surely the rule of law, the president, the leaders of the Senate, the leaders of the House, uh, those who are supposed to bring check and balance, safety uh, and security to the United States of America, surely they would be able to prevail. But right now what happens is you see these people have unprecedented protection. Nobody can get to the knowledge of the truth. Nobody can create accountability here. Have we been completely taken over? Well, and let, let's expand that a bit. You know, why is it that you have public officials like governor, you know, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo who can make policies and mandates, this was done in several U.S. states, that forced you know, elderly homes to take in people who had the virus, which caused thousands upon thousands of deaths. How can you have people put, in, put into place policy forcing the hands of these private organizations and making them do something that they know is going to kill people, and it does kill people, and there's no form of accountability for that. They just wipe their hands clean and say, oops, uh, keep listening to me, by the way, because uh, if you don't listen to me, then you should be shut down and censored. And, and they want to shut down any kind of open debate, any kind of inquiry, any kind of discussion, and any, any discussion even on possible medical treatments. And then they want to restrict news coverage and the supply of these medical treatments to people. Uh, frankly, I, I think, uh, you know, it's hard to say what the real intentions are. But frankly, based on the evidence, it's not looking so hot. It does seem to be the case that either they're just letting power get to their heads and, you know, they're keeping all these emergency mandates in place that give them extra authority or they're doing something nefarious intentionally one of the two i'd say but here's the question we always want to and i don't i don't blame you we want to be cautious and careful and we want to document what we say and i, I get all that I, I support it a thousand percent i've been in the media well over 25 years as a syndicated host so i understand the caution uh, but at some point though you say it doesn't matter if they're doing it for their own internal power uh, or whatever, or they're doing it because they're part of the Chinese Communist Party. It doesn't matter what their agenda is. The bottom line is they've turned into flat-out tyrants. They're lying to the American people on so many fronts. They're literally persecuting and prosecuting any of us who stand against them, calling us domestic threats, calling us terrorists, calling us uh, enemy combatants, calling us whatever, shutting our accounts down, making our lives hard, literally attacking our bread bowl, in other words, our ability to make a living, etc., etc., to the point where... I don't know that we can be soft anymore and say, well, we're not really sure what their intentions are. I don't care what they are. What they're doing to me is enough. And we need to start to literally call a spade a spade. And we need to start to push back, though, Josh. Well, I, I agree, actually. And, and I, I think we're actually seeing people reaching the breaking point right now. And it, it's reaching a breaking point in ways that I wonder if even they themselves anticipated. Because in New York, for example, you, have, you even have Black Lives Matter protesting these vaccine passport policies, uh, claiming that they're going to launch an insurrection, as they're calling it by name, to oppose these lockdown policies. Even people who are very, very far within this very far-left camp are starting to turn against these policies because they're seeing the way it's turning out. They're seeing, as you described, that these are totalitarian policies being implemented under the idea that somehow uh, health and you can imagine, you know, you, you take your own judgment on how effective you think they can actually protect your health. But they're saying your health and your safety are more important than your freedoms. 
something that goes against, I think, some of the foundational documents of the founding of this country that, you know, I think it was Ben Franklin who said, those who would take free, who, those who would take safety over freedom deserve neither, that Jefferson or Franklin. You know, he's stating the exact opposite and expecting people to bend over and take it. It's, it's ridiculous where it's heading. Well, and you have Fauci blatantly saying, hey, we just need Americans to give up their liberty for the greater good of society. I mean, he's blatantly saying this kind of communist uh, rhetoric in America today. And I want to be very careful when I say we need to start to push back. We need to start to take action. We don't need to second guess what they're doing. What they're doing is enough. The fact that your loved one might need an organ transplant and can't get one. The fact that your loved one might be forced into the hospital because they can't get early treatments, as these congressmen and senators are pointing out, uh, etc. That's enough to say, you know what, I'm going to push back. I don't care what their agenda is. What they're doing is wrong, and it's got to be stopped. But I want to be very, very clear, Josh Phillip. I don't want to push back like you're saying some of these Black Lives BLM people are doing or Antifa where they want to create an insurrection to solve their problems. We jettison that and reject that a thousand percent. I'm the guy that on every radio show for years says we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We need to use the checks and balances within the system to stop them from their tyrannical agenda. Going outside of that system, in my opinion, is foolhardy to say the least. Well, I'd say not only foolhardy, but probably something they would want you to do because it ties in. It would it would feed their whole narrative and justify even more authoritarianism on their part. And I think they know that. Uh, the the beautiful part with those Black Lives Matter turning against them and doing this is because these were the same officials who were talking, who were praising the burning down of cities and the looting. They were praising it. We'll see if they still praise it now when it's turning against their interests. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Phillip with me, Epic Times, theepictimes.com. We've got one more segment of hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Stay right there, would you please? As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. 
and my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Phillip, our guest. Huh. Wow. Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden spend another billion dollars to ramp up production of home test coronavirus kits. That's right. Another billion dollars. They're ramping up testing of at-home kits, USA Today. So they don't have any goal, in my opinion, of ending the coronavirus lockdowns, etc. Rand Paul, I have an urgent warning for you today. Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci are planning to keep you under the thumb of ruthless COVID restrictions forever. In fact, both of them just made shocking statements to highlight this. Joe Biden basically said, hey, we're not going to be able to get over this until 98% of the people are vaccinated now. That'll never happen, ladies and gentlemen. Guys like me will not take the vaccine. Okay? Anthony Fauci said it's too soon to even tell whether you'll be able to spend Christmas with your families. I mean, this, these guys are off their rockers nuts, Josh Phillip. <laughs> Well, you know, Trump Trump made an interesting point during a recent uh, recent event, and Trump actually announced. He said during this uh, recent Trump rally that if he becomes president again, uh, he will plan to put Fauci behind bars, put him in prison for you know two weeks. But you know these things go. You know, two weeks might become a month, might become you know a couple years, might it might just last forever. You know, the information changes, right? Just like Fauci has put the United States on lockdown, you know, for two weeks to stop the spread, right? Slow the spread. But, you know, two weeks might become a month, might become a few years, might be indefinite, might not ever end. And yet here we are now more than a year later, and uh, they're saying, as you mentioned, the Fauci's even saying, you know, maybe you won't be able to spend Christmas with your family. We'll have to see. Well, I look at this, and Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci are planning to keep you under these restrictions forever. Uh, I believe if they can, they will. I don't know if they can because I think people are starting to push back. I think there's some hope. Uh, But you know what? Here's the problem. They can always just release or do something else. In other words, create another false flag uh, to force us into submission. The question is how hot will this, quote, war get if we push back, if we start to say we're not wearing masks, period. Hey, we're not getting vaccinated. The The question becomes... What will they do next? Well, I can tell you, you know, of course, I, I work in New York and so I'm there just about every day. You walk around the streets and, you know, you think New York is one of the worst areas with this stuff. A lot of people aren't wearing masks. A lot of people don't care anymore. Most a lot of you know, businesses, you can walk in without a mask and nobody says anything. 
people are already kind of moving beyond it. It's government officials and it's the media organizations and, and you know these health organizations that are really you know drumming things up and trying to tell you otherwise. Uh, and then you have organizations like Project Veritas that recently had undercover video of Pfizer scientists admitting on record on undercover videos and then denying it later or refusing to talk about it later, admitting that natural immunity is more effective, that if you've had the virus, you should not get vaccinated, and saying that things like they believe they work for an evil corporation, that they have to sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, to prevent them from talking publicly about these things during a health crisis. And these are the same people that they're telling us you have to listen to. Well, what, what about listening to them when they're not on record, when they're behind the scenes and they're talking privately, or at least think they are? Do we still listen to them then? Or is it only we listen to them when they're speaking you know, publicly on things that are sanctioned and disclosed and meant to be for, let's say, the whitewashed narrative that's being fed to us rather than what they're saying personally? You know, which side of this do we believe then? Well, they even have a new headline now that says peer-reviewed paper destroys lockdown one yeah, of the well, greatest no, failures in modern history they even know now that the lockdowns are bogus they have evidence and peer-reviewed studies to prove it well we, we knew even early on they were they were not effective you know the entire narrative that mask mandates and lockdowns and all these things even worked that was because the chinese communist party was doing that in china and they were telling the world, hey, it's working. Hey, we have this virus under control. There's no human-to-human -human transmission, no risk of it spreading abroad. You have the World Health Organization lying to the world on their behalf, like a little sock puppet controlled by the CCP. You had Trump saying, no, I don't believe you. I'm going to put restrictions from you know, travel restrictions on China. You had Democrats saying Trump was racist for doing so and partying in Chinatown to try to make Trump look like he was a racist. And then lo and behold, turns out, hey, the measures that the CCP was using don't work. The virus spread to every corner of the world. And they say, hey, why don't we use those measures anyways? And here we are now two years later, and it doesn't look like they're working, and they still have them in place. Not only do they have them in place, but they're expanding them. When you study this stuff, it can get really depressing because you just go, man, our goose is cooked. I don't want to think that way, though, Josh. What do you think uh, we need to say and do at this point as the American people? Well, you know, I think we're at the point where you're already seeing what's going to happen, which is peaceful non-cooperation. Uh, when, when the Biden administration put through these requirements and legal challenges as well, when, Biden, when the Biden administration put down these challenges uh, saying that, for example, you know, businesses with over 100 employees have to give uh, have to force their employees to vaccinate or get daily tests or weekly tests, bi-weekly tests. A lot of organizations came forward and said, we will not support this. Some organizations have, you know, is their weekly or bi-weekly test every other week. Uh, just to form employees say, yep, I, I got my test all clear because the systems can't really encompass that much oversight. Uh, you have different organizations protesting. You have teachers unions, file, you know, protesting, uh, suing. You have police organizations suing. You have Navy SEALs standing up against the uh, forced vaccination in the military and even making legal challenges. At every corner of our country right now, you see this taking place. The people are standing up, they're refusing to do it, and they're taking it to the courts or they're taking it to the streets and they're protesting or just saying, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm also not going to do what you're asking me to do because I disagree with it. 
And this is where things are at. And I believe that the more pressure they put out at this point, the more people are just going to say, I'm not going to do it. And I, I think that's already where things are at, frankly. I don't see many more people getting vaccinated or doing whatever else they want us to do. And as you mentioned as well, Biden saying, you know, when we reach a 98% threshold, he might lift, his, lift these policies. And he made a strong might, maybe, because he says, you know, I'm not the scientist in his own words. So even if we reach 98% vaccination, even then Biden himself is saying, you know, just maybe we'll lift these restrictions. Well, and the real question becomes, too, uh, you know, what does vaccinated mean? Because they're now saying if you have natural immunity, uh, you know what? Your antibodies last well over a year. And other studies say if you have the vaccinated immunity, if you will, then, hey, you know what? After five months, it starts to taper off big time by seven, eight months. You know what? You don't even really have immunity uh, anymore. So the question becomes, what does 98 percent vaccinated mean? If you got one shot, two shots, the booster shot means three shots. Or do you got to have a shot every six months or once a year or uh, in other words, you're going to have to have your vaccinations, quote, up to date. Or even if you've had three shots in six, seven months, that won't even count anymore. Well, it's probably going to look a lot like what they're doing in Israel right now, where, you know, Israel was leading the world in vaccinations. New new variant comes out. They have record numbers of people going to the hospitals. Um, what they're doing in Israel now is they pioneered this vaccine passport. They've made it so your vaccine passport expires every six months unless you get revaccinated. And that's probably going to be the model for the world. You know, in, in Canada right now, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, uh, is looking and communicating with these vaccine companies. He's talking about vaccine supplies going into 2024. It doesn't look like they see any end to this because putting an end to it means relinquishing all these additional emergency powers that they've given themselves. It means surrendering all these additional powers over your life that they have now received and are able to use in any way they want. And if they uh, lose if they the upper hand on this, this, if they lose the upper hand on this, what else will they, um, what other faults, what else will they release? And I know that sounds absurd, <laughs> but if I would have told you that would be in the position we're in now, two years ago, people would have thought I was insane, nuts, not even maybe. Well, you know, this goes back to what was happening during the Trump administration, where, you know, every couple months they had a new scandal, a new a new issue they brought out, a new crisis they rolled out to try to challenge Trump and made it sound like it was the end of the world and Trump was going to be impeached and played it up on every single media outlet and, you know, blanketed the sky with it. And it turned out to be a lie every single time. Trump was saying something interesting at that time. He says, you know, they're not going after me. They're going after you. I'm just in the way. And I think now we're seeing that, yeah, it's going to be one crisis or another because, frankly, it does seem to be the case. They're going after us. They're going after you. And, yeah, as you mentioned, once one crisis is over, who's to say they won't just roll another one out? I think people need to be clear in what the game is that's being played behind the scenes with this. Well, we uh, believe that we can turn to God Almighty. Uh, and that's where the problem, in my opinion, starts to become resolved. If we, the people, turn to God, biblically, he promises that he will protect us. He will heal our land. And I think if we start there and then we go to work using the checks and balances that our founding fathers bled and died and gave their honor and their sacred fortunes and everything else for, if we carry forward that legacy and insist on the checks and balances within the system and we turn to God Almighty, I believe that 
is the real anecdote. I know everybody else wants to write a book and tell you a new plan, but I believe the tried and true of what made America great, as de Tocqueville said, America's great because America's good, meaning a moral people. I believe that formula uh, is tried and true and has already stood the test of time. The problem is we've jettisoned uh, that narrative. And if we return to it, I submit to you that I think we can make America great again. I think we can really bring America back to her roots and prosper and become the envy of the world, the economic engine of the world, a light on a hill. Um, but if we don't do those things, I don't see a, a good outcome at all. Josh? Yeah, well, you know, th- this country was founded on the, on the ideas of individual liberty. And it was an experiment from the very get-go on can a free people create a prosperous society? You know, the very idea presented by our founding fathers that rights are given to you by God and that government is instituted among men only to protect those rights, that redefined the nature of government in every corner of the world. And that was a shot over the bow for every single tyrant in the world because that challenged their authority. It put a power higher than them in the eyes of their people and the people of the world. And America became an example of that idea of individual liberty. This is the land of the free in every single way. And so in order to destroy that, they had to destroy the idea that the American system of freedom can create a responsible people able to create a harmonious society. And we have been the enemy of every dictator in the world because of this ever since. And yes, they're trying to roll all that back now. But frankly, I think the American people have a a certain quality about them that makes it very difficult for them to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, our prayers are for the greatest country on the face of the earth. Our prayers are with folks at the Epic Times doing a phenomenal job telling the truth and calling a spade a spade with documented, clear, investigative reporting that truly beats all. TheEpicTimes.com, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua Phillip, come back soon, my friend. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but it's going to take a lot of prayer, a lot of repenting, and a whole lot of work. Are you game? I certainly am and pray you are with me. We want to peacefully restore the Republic because we follow the Prince of Peace, even the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America, lovingliberty.net. Hey, thanks.